Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. My name is Pastor Matt McClory. I'm so glad you could take the time to listen to this message. How are you doing, Exchange? Got a packed house tonight. You pumped to be here? I'm pumped to be with you guys. All of our leaders are excited to be with you. But um, it's going to be a good night. I'm just thankful that... Um, I'm really thankful for the moment that we just had together in worship. I just love worship and how amazing did Nina and Liz do. Can we give them a hand real fast? Great job, guys. I'm just thankful for people who are more than willing to just serve the house and uh, bring us into his presence. Amen. So it's great. But hey, if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we've been in a bit of transition from wisdom series into our new series. And we're going to be continuing the new series tonight, which is the book of James. We're just going through the book of James and highlighting um, pieces of this book that really stand out. And uh, I'm excited for it, and it's going to be great. But if you want to grab your Bibles tonight, we're going to be opening up in James chapter 1. Does anyone have their Bibles tonight? Anybody? Got mine? Oh, yeah. Very good. Cool. James chapter 1. And we're going to be starting in verse 19, James chapter 1, verse 19. It says, my brothers, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror. Listen to this. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. Is anyone thankful for freedom? And continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. They will be blessed in what they do. Such a good word, right? Yeah. Just love it. Tonight, I want to preach for a moment a sermon entitled The Active Listener. Everyone say, The Active Listener. But I trust that in our time together, we'll be encouraged to activate what we hear tonight and apply it to our daily lives. That we would take on what the scriptures call us to do as believers in Christ to listen and to put what we hear into action. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, tonight, just for the truths that come from your word. I pray that as we read through and, and, and talk about this passage of scripture, God, that it, I just pray that it would transform us from the inside out, God. Yeah. You would change us in every way. And that we would be listeners of your word, and that we would retain it, God, and write it on our hearts and actually apply it, and that we would attach action to it, Lord. That what we hear in your word would become active in our own lives. So we pray all of this in your holy name. We pray, amen. 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 So let's just start at the beginning of the scripture real fast, just to unpack it a bit. It says, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 
So in other words, be quick to listen to others. Be careful how you talk to others because you can't take it back once it's said. And on top of that, pump the brakes on your tendencies to become angry. Which isn't always easy sometimes, right? Because sometimes we want to learn, lean on our feelings a little more than what God wants us to do in a moment. Why is that hard? Because, why, sorry, why? Why is it important to not become angry? Because that doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. And what is righteousness? Righteousness is being in a condition that is acceptable to God, pure and holy. So if we act on our feelings, as in being a short fuse all the time, doesn't produce righteousness in our life. God wants us to live a righteous life in Him, to walk in agreement with His holiness, to take on His righteousness. So I was thinking about this earlier and I wrote it down. Is your focus on yourself in the heat of the moment or is your focus centered around others? I think when the tendency to become angry is so real to you, is, is your focus on how will this possibly affect other people? Or are you so focused on just being angry that you're just going to give in to being angry? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's important to, to think about how it might affect other people, our actions. Your lack of composure will affect the people around you. So it's just a few things to be thinking about with that. But I want to come back to this passage later on. I wanted to share with you all something that I've learned recently in my life. And if you're not in this season yet, you will be. So take this for what it's worth. Um, But I'm learning a lot about marriage. And uh, all good things. All good things. But I'm learning, nonetheless, that marriage is a process. It really is. Especially after hearing some of the wisdom that we got from this past Sunday. Didn't anyone enjoy this past Sunday? Was anyone in church? So good, right? Loved hearing some wisdom from Pastor John and Helen Burns. And it was amazing. I wish we had some more time with them, honestly. But the good news is that they'll be back. And um, it'll be great. So marriage is process. That's what I'm look. That's what I'm learning. It takes work. Um, sometimes it takes some real grit, and at times, it, it's it's hard, but it's also a beautiful process. It really is. One thing that we're working through currently is that we operate differently, Mallory and I. Mallory is all about organizing, and I'm still on that journey. I'm not quite there yet. I'm still trying to sort that out, but I'm willing to change. So that's part of it. And uh, so tonight I wanted to, I wanted to uh, talk, talk about a hypothetical situation that might have actually happened. But it's hypothetical. So uh, recently we were sitting in, in the kitchen, or she was, she was working in the kitchen. She was cleaning the kitchen. And I was sitting on the couch. And she was, um, she was cleaning the kitchen and stuff. And she said, hey, babe. I was like, yes. What's going on? Can you put the dishes up? I was like, yeah, sure. I can put them up. Okay, cool. And then she just sat there and was like... Hey, babe. I'm like, yes. Can you actually put the dishes up? 
Yes, I can. I'll do it in a little bit, yeah. <laughs> she stared at me. And what I learned in that moment was that she was wanting it done right then and there. Yeah. And it took me a, it took me a few it took me a few months to figure that out sadly. And to Liz that is like plain as, as day, but a guy it's not it's not as plain as day. Sometimes it takes a guy a little longer to figure things out. Cuz we're we're wired differently than women. But that's not an excuse. I'm willing to change, right? I said that before. So, I was like, "What?" I'm uh, just watching my show, like, I'll, I'll finish up in just a second, like, just one more episode, and she's just like... <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear, like, clanging of pots and, like, plates, like, hitting each other very loudly. Not like she's crashing, like, plates all over the ground. Not that. She's just, like, being loud, because she's aggravated with me. And I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I'm putting the dishes up. What do you mean? And I was like, I told you I was gonna, I was gonna do it in just a sec. She's like, yeah, but I want it done now. So I'm doing it, because you're not doing it. I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm learning, right? Marriage is a process. And it's just funny because I'm learning that she wants it done right in that moment, and I work differently, and that's not bad, but I need to be respectful of that at the same time, right? And that's a kind of, that whole situation reminded me of the first part of this passage of scripture. I say all that because I was slow to listen and slow to respect my wife's wishes. Uh, just because we move at a different pace doesn't mean I need to be stuck in my own ways, right? It doesn't mean I choose to be a slow listener. That won't cause our marriage to thrive. But if we work together on the small things as a team, then unity and peace will develop. There's a moment of honor that needs to take place. She likes things done a certain way, and I need to respect that. I need to listen and act on what I hear. But tonight, I really wanted to give us a few points, very briefly, on things that we need to be mindful of when we are listening to the word. Because when we listen, we're called to, to act on what we hear as well. So here are a few thoughts tonight on being listeners and doers of the word. So point one tonight, listen with a game plan in mind. Listen with a game plan in mind. Listening with a game plan in mind means to listen closely but listen to the God whisper, yeah. the truths that God is speaking to you. Because you know that the, the world gets a bit noisy, but immersing ourselves in the word of God will keep us afloat. That's right. But it could be a number of things that's causing some noise in your life. Are you listening too closely to what your peers think you should do on the weekend? Are you listening too closely to that bad report? Are you listening too closely to negativity more than the good things that have developed in your life. I know for myself, I've made the mistake of listening to my own way over God's way before. But there are ways to change that dynamic. Listen to God's voice first over everything else. Ask him to speak to you. And let me tell you, friend, he will. Yeah. He will speak to you. I'm here to tell you that tonight. 
He's not quiet. He speaks to us. So the way we listen with a game plan in mind is also remembering what God has said in his truth. Remembering is the key word. We need to memorize the scriptures. Now, I love Pastor Bob um, because whenever, whenever you have a conversation with him, he always finds a way to slip in some scripture, and he's got it memorized. He's like a Bible like dictionary, encyclopedia, everything. Like he just, he knows the Bible top to bottom and it's amazing. It also challenges me in a good way. We could be talking about anything. I could say to Pastor Bob, like, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with this idea of just being generous, Bob. Like generous, living a life of generosity. I don't get it. Like seriously, I just, if I were to use this bottle as an example, Bob, I see this bottle as half dead half empty actually so like living living generous life doesn't really seem that great it's half empty and he would like stop me right there and he'd be like no it's half full it's half full and then he would give me scripture he'd be like proverbs 11 proverbs 11 says one who blesses others is abundantly blessed those who help others are helped and then he would quote like five more scriptures which is great but that's that's just how he is and i love that and that's having a game plan in mind. That's listening with a game plan in mind. To listen and remember what you read or hear. Because if you remember what God has said in his word, you know how to better apply it to your life. Amen? Yeah. Is this helping anyone tonight? Awesome. So the first point, listen with a game plan in mind. The second point tonight, if you're taking notes, apply the truth. Apply the truth. You know, the biggest thing that will cause someone to miss out on the freedom that comes from our relationship in God is unwillingness. That's the biggest thing. That's the one thing that will disrupt applying the word of truth to your life. Having a spirit of unwillingness won't make your life bigger. In fact, it makes it smaller. How many of you have seen those big orange barriers that have like the reflector on the top like whenever there's road work being done like on the highways anyone see those those big orange cylinders they're massive right when we when we have the spirit of unwillingness we build up a a wall of barriers in a way it causes us to miss out on the truth That's what an unwilling spirit can create in your life if you're not careful. Just a huge barrier. If you're taking notes tonight, I'd love for you to write this down. Unwillingness will create barriers from truly listening and doing what the Bible says. Unwillingness will create barriers from truly listening and doing what the Bible says. Unwillingness will cause us to turn a blind eye to what the Bible has instructed us to do in order to live a blessed and abundant life. And let me tell you tonight, that's what he wants you. He wants you to live in blessing. He wants you to live a good life. He has a plan and a specific purpose for your life. Mm -hmm. That's something to be joyful about. So to do something would mean you need action. Mm -hmm. Be quick to hear and slow to speak is very important 
but it's how you will act that really counts as well. When I think about the idea of an unwilling spirit, I think of someone who's choosing to be unchanged. Why would anyone want to walk around unchanged? I know I don't. I'm glad that I don't walk around unchanged. I'm glad that I don't, I'm not stuck in a mess of my wrongdoings or buying into the lie that things cannot change in my life, which is a lie from the enemy. If we line our life up with God's way and listen to what he says, there is an abundance of freedom in that. There's freedom for you, friend. I decided a long time ago to, to surrender my own agenda for what God had in store for my life. He's the Lord of my life, and I want to walk in obedience. I want to walk around changed. I want to live a life changed from the inside out. What does verse 23 say in this passage? Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Don't allow the attitude of unwillingness enter your heart. Welcome God's word and apply it to your life. If we stay in rhythm with God, you'll be delighted with what you find. You'll find security and blessing in him. And getting a blessing, we tell you, is not the motive for following what the Bible says, but rather a beautiful byproduct of our obedience. I hope you hear me when I say that. It's not, getting a blessing isn't isn't the motivation for, okay, cool, I'm going to follow that because God says he's going to bless me, and that's my motive, 100%. I just want to receive, 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 and get from God. But it's just a byproduct of our obedience. He, He gladly gives it. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? Right, that's good. It's just a byproduct of our obedience. And I, I obey because of everything he's done in my own life, because he loves me so much. Yeah. And I know that his way is so much better than my way. But if we remember where our identity is found, then we'll be all right. Because my identity is found in Christ. Our identity is found in Christ. I am who my father says I am. Galatians chapter 3 verse 26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. I find my identity the creator of life itself. God is the one who formed me in my mother's room. I'm secure with what he says about me and how he loves me. Why Why wouldn't I want to listen and obey what his words say? He is for me. He is for you, friend. And he loves you. That's the truth tonight. Is that he loves you exactly where you're at. The exact person that you are right now, he loves you where you're at. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray it bless you greatly. Please visit us at www.colonialchurch.life for more.